Hello everyone. It's another episode po ng uh, Explain Why. Uh, welcome po sa ating show sa gabing ito. So kahapon diniskus po natin yung tungkol sa feel health uh, hacking sa Pinas. So nakausap natin isa sa mga expert, cyber expert tungkol sa mga pangyayari do sa feel health hacking. But sa ngayong episode po natin ngayon ay pag-uusapan naman natin is yung ano ba yung bagong mga patakaran for sa student visa sa other aside from mga yung mga bagong uh, sinasabing law so para yung because nga may recently may mga fraud dun sa student visa system at also nakipagpulong din yung Australian uh, government sa Philippines about yung work holiday visa. So pag-uusapan din natin 'yan. Ang guest po natin ngayon sa sa gabing ito sa Explain Why ay si isa sa mga immigration expert na tutulong sa atin himay-himayin natin, himay-himayin ang mga mga pangyayari nga sa Australian immigration system. Ang guest natin si Herbert Legaspi. Siya po ang direktor ng HNL Migration. So, graduate po siya ng graduate certificate ng Australian Migration Law at Practice from Victoria University. Uh, inistarted niya po yung kanyang migration business in 2016 to provide services to the Filipino community and wider migrant community by providing like tailored immigration advice and complete program to help client achieve their Australian dream. So, yan po si, si Mr. Herbert Legaspi ang ating guest for today. Let me put that on. Give me one second. Oh. Alright. I-ano natin kung tingnan natin kung may may problema ba yung ano natin. Okay. Let me Hello check. everyone. It's an Let me check. Okay. Please welcome Herbert Legaspi ng HLM Migration. Hello, kamusta po? Magandang gabi. Yes, good evening, Miko. And good evening sa um, yeah, viewers mo. Okay. So, initially, pag-usapan natin yung mga na nagkaroon ng mga pagbabago, yung mga loophole dito sa student visa system that was allowing some international students to switch from different time of ng uh, study no so mukhang may nakita sila tungkol dito so pakipaliwanag nga sa atin yung yung current student yung student visa system before at bakit nila nakita itong mga mga fraud sa car- previous student visa na ngayon ay inaayos nila. I think they budgeted around 50 million to investigate about this fraud in the system. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, basically, I mean, yung student visa dito sa Australia is a billion dollar industry. And a lot of the main players dito ay yung mga top universities Australia one. So they're the ones who can lobby to the government, you know, work with the government you know, to create policies that will entice um, international students para mag-aral sa nila. 
Ngayon, those are the higher education players. So, yun yung mga top universities natin na if you wanna take up bachelor's uh, degree, master's degree, anything up no, up to PhD. Ngayon, um, aside from the higher education players, uh, the main players talaga to the in education industry, marami tayong vocational, um, you know, educational providers. Um, ito yung mga um, schools na nag-offer ng, you know, um, certificates, um, three, certificate four, after diploma and advanced diploma. Um, yung nakita ng immigration recently, no, um, since nag-close kasi yung borders during the pandemic, a lot of students went back to their home countries. Um, the uh, education sector or yung international education sector really felt yung financial ano, no, pain. And since nag-open ang borders, ang priority really is to bring those students back to build up yung industry ulit. No? Um, unfortunately, what's happening is a lot of those students yata is going towards vocational education rather than the targeted higher education sectors. And you have to remember na itong mga higher education sectors, mga universities, they're the one who lobbied to the government to start with para maging relax ang rules once Australia opened their borders for international students. Ang nangyayari is um, students will apply initially um, for bachelor's or master's degree to these um, you know, um, top, top, uh, top players no, na mga universities. And then once they arrive in Australia, once na ma-receive na nila yung visa grant letter nila, um, they will apply again for another visa and they will switch from a master's applying for a vocational education. Um, sobrang dami yata recently ng shift na to, kaya naging worried yung ano, na government and mostly probably um, dahil you know, um, they're being told by the top universities na ang number of um, you know, students nila aren't still before pandemic levels. And a lot of people are really switching from master's and PhD going and taking diploma and certificate. And to give people a bit of perspective, nung recently nag-open um, Australia um, for students, um, sobrang relaxed ng rules. Um, probably because immigration is so inundated with backlogs na such a way na if you apply for a visa in Australia, lots of them gets automatic grant um, just because um, there's not enough case officer to process the papers and at that time they made the policy to auto grant um, some some applications. No? And a lot of people knew about this ano, no, uh, system or policy that the immigration is you know currently doing. And as you know, no, you may be aware, um, certain parts of our you know um, communities or you know no, particular people, um, they try to you know uh, abuse abuse it. Uh, because of that sudden surge of vocational education, there's a lot of new players din na suddenly pop up na vocational ano na schools, and when immigration tend to you know no, review. They're just basically being called like ghost anonymous schools. Basically, um, what it means is a company 
um, you know, no, does everything, registers the company, gets the appropriate, you know, no, um, licenses or registration or whatever to become a school, to become a vocational education provider. And they get accreditation from immigration para makapag-enroll sila ng international students. Pero what ends up really happening on-site in, you know, no, in the floor is wala talaga silang students na nag-aaral sa venues nila. They would basically just hire business um, you know, premises and say na ito yung business address ng school. This is where the schools will study. Pero if you go to that particular address, um, yeah, it's an empty space. And because of that, na legal lahat ng registration, meron silang accreditation from immigration, um, a lot of these schools pop up. Ngayon, they try to entice students from their home countries or you know, whatever target uh, market that they're operating. So they they sell it off para makapunta sa Australia on the premise na magtatrabaho naman talaga because wala talagang klase to start with and they weren't being reported to immigration because, um, you know, one of the immigration supposed to be security setting nila is um, pag hindi pumapasok si student, the school should report those students to immigration. Pero hindi siya nangyayari because to start with, those schools are, you know, um, tawag to, ano sila, accomplice sila sa basically sa scam na nangyayari. No? Um, so they don't report those students sa immigration and I would think that they're recruiting people from overseas to basically work in Australia on a premise na kunwari student visa ka. And you have to remember, um, when you nag-open um, Australia sa student visa, um, they waived yung um, work limitations. So meaning, any students can work their hearts out now. Kung kaya magtrabaho 40 hours, 60 hours a week, you're free to do so. Pero meron siyang fine print now. You can work for how many hours you want, pero ang top priority pa rin is mag-aral. So, hindi ka pwedeng umabsent, hindi ka pwedeng, you know, bumagsak sa most of your courses. You still have to meet yung criteria ng school and yung standards ng school. Pero, yun nga, um, ganun yung nangyayari in, at the time. No? So, there's rampant um, sort of abuse of that system. Um, a part of that, um, dahil ang daming search ng student visa holders, um, some Australians also tend to make that as uh, I don't know, um, opportunity to exploit um, student visa holders that, by not paying them properly. And unfortunately, some other student visa holders, um, pagdating dito, they're being used sa mga you know, um, illegal prostitution or something like that. And that's one of the main concerns then ng immigration, that they're being used on that sort of a trade. Uh, yun nga rin, um, because hindi naman talaga ang incentive nila or plan nila, you know, why they applied for student visa is to study in Australia. Ang main goal talaga for most of those people is to stay and work in Australia. So, ano yung epekto neto sa, sa, kasi, so, Muslim, bakit ba, Instead, uh, Australia have a lot of 
different ano visa, di ba? May 190, may stu- merong hindi naman student. Uh, nagtataka lang ako, if you are um, skilled sa bansang galing sa'yo, like like the Philippines, you're skilled, bakit yeah. tingin mo, instead of using their skill to do mm-hmm. assessment, to get the 190 independent visa, bakit pupunta sila in- ng student, masteral or bachelor? If we ha- they already have skilled sa kanilang, um, or meron na silang skilled talaga. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point now, Miko. Um, I think what the problem is, misinformation or no information at all. Um, and there's a, you know, an aggressive um, sort of uh, recruitment um, coming from education um, agents. Now, people will should also distinguish na different um, education agent, different um, migration agent, no, like myself. So education agents, ang purpose lang niya is to assist the applicant na makapasok sa school na gusto niyang puntahan. So they can sort out kung anong course, anong school, everything about the qualification. No? Pero when it comes to the visa component, it should be migration or agents that they should be dealing with. Now, um, like myself, no, in my practice, in my company, what I normally do is I ask for a resume of the ano, no, um, prospective applicant. So, um, you know, because wala silang aware sa, ano, ano, sa Australia, hindi na alam yung mga visa options, all they know is they want to come to Australia. Uh, so, on my end, syempre, uh, I'll review their papers, um, yung resume, and present them with the best possible solution. Now, the best possible solution should be the cheapest and the quickest. Th- those are the two main things na I look at now. It's not all the time that those two categories can be applicable sa particular na prospective applicant. Um, it can be one or the other, no? Um, best, pero best scenario is you can have the best in those two categories. Now, um, kung nakita ko na eligible si client sa skilled, that would be the cheapest way. Because you already have the skills, you already have the work experience, you have the qualifications. Um, ngayon, kung hindi eligible si client to apply for a skilled visa, that's when the student visa pathway comes in. Um, I normally tell clients or prospective clients na, you know, at, um, at the moment, based on your background, hindi ka qualified um, sa skilled visa for permanent residency. Pero, uh, your profile has a good chance to apply for a student visa. And what we need to do is study a qualification in Australia that will allow you to qualify for permanent residency or skilled visa in the future. Now, meron lang mga ano doon, no? disclaimer, no? Una, um, you know, no, um, hindi lahat ng qualification can lead to PR. So it doesn't mean na bachelor ang kinuha mo or master's ang kinuha mo that will already lead to PR. So there are only select qualifications that has a PR pathway. So they can range from certificate 3, certificate 4 diploma all the way to bachelor. No. Um master's degree, I only recommend that if you know no. Um you wanted na extra points or 
kung hindi sufficient yung bachelor degree mo from the Philippines to qualify for skilled migration. Um, this is because um, yung qualification natin sa Philippines are being assessed based on Australian equivalent. So there are certain school from ano na sa Philippines na can be classified on sec- as Section 2. So Section 2 means um, any bachelor qualification na na-accomplish mo, equivalent lang sa diploma. Ngayon, meron naman mga school sa Philippines na classified as Section 1, meaning kung bachelor degree ang tinapos mo sa Philippines, equivalent siya sa bachelor degree sa Australia. So, salamat sa sa paliwanag uh, Herbert. So, talagang um, kasi yung yung kasi going to student visa, sabi mo, it's uh, akala ng iba is that pag student visa ka, matapos ka, you get the pathways to residency. Yun yung yun yun yung I think yun yung mag-iisip ng ibang ng mga tao about yeah, sa student sa student yeah, visa. That's correct. So, and very very unfortunate no dahil yun nga i mean i've also heard a couple of you know uh, members in our community na you know no, they finish they're about to finish their course and then that's when they try to engage a migration agent saying na ah, sir you know no, um, i'll be finishing my course this december and next step natin um and then when i check their papers then that's only to find out na yeah i mean wala siyang pr pathway no so they they either have to start from scratch again or you know no um go back home. So start from student visa again, study another qualification that has a possibility for PR. Um and this is also a thing um that I always tell them no um especially to some aspiring students or ano no as student visa applicants. Na before you enroll to a school or engage or sign up to an education agent, um uh, make sure na you talk with a migration agent and you need to be ano na um sort of a firm or malinaw na sa mata mo kung ano talaga yung gusto mong mangyari and you know no um pero on the premise now based on my experience and everything at least siguro 90 or you know no even more than 90% of ano you know, na um student uh, visa or uh, either holders or applicants within our community, no Filipino community, ang plan talaga is to stay in Australia permanently. Very seldom yung mga mag-aaralan dito and then uh, ang plan talaga is uuwi sa Philippines or to another third country and doon mag-establish. Um, selective few lang siguro yun. No? Karamihan pa rin ng mga kababayan natin once to study in Australia on the premise na they can stay here and live here permanently. So, yun lang, no? Um, because, I mean, it's it's just, ano, na, um, sort of, uh, um, hindi nakaset up yung priorities nila na they're willing to spend $30,000 sa tuition fee sa school and yet, um, nangihinayang na gumastos for consultation fee sa migration agent no na it can cost between 100 or 300 dollars depending kung kaninong migration agent kayo makikipag-usap and it's also you know no, um best na you talk directly sa isang registered migration agent like myself 
Marami naman sa community natin na registered migration agents Australia-wide um, na you can you know, na talk to. And you can you know, na sort of uh, tell them, ito yung plano ko, ito yung currently ginagawa ko ngayon, um, makakarating ba ako sa plano ko based on this program. So, yung migration agent, ang talagang makakapag, you know, na registered migration agent, ang talagang makakapagsabi uh, kung ano yung ano na possible outcome sa proposed mo or sa gusto mong mangyari no um so yun um and i just have to give warning sa fellows ano na um you know na aspiring na kababayan natin na gustong mag-student dito na you know hear it first hand from ano na um appropriate professionals no um yeah um it's good na you can ask feedback from other people or sa ano na um, current visa holders dito or yung mga other people na nagumpisa na ng journey nila yeah it's okay to ask them about their experience about their opinion pero um you know every person's circumstances is different um you know so don't take it at heart na kung narinig mo sa iba mong kababayan na you know either nasa Australia na o na student visa Um, we take it by heart and think na tama talaga lahat yun at applicable sa'yo. What is applicable to one person might not necessarily be applicable sa'yo. So I can give you a not good example on that. Um, halimbawa, um, si student visa holder, um, graduate ng engineer um, sa Philippines and PRC license siya. Ngayon, um, very popular ngayon yung sa civil drafting na ano na course na diploma level. So cheap lang siya no, um, two year study and by end of that, you can also qualify for PR. Um, so whether yun ang kunin niya or another different course, um, he may also choose to take a course na you know, let's say hypothetical leadership um you know, no, leadership na course. So that course alone, uh, wala siyang PR pathway, pero because engineer na siya from the Philippines, and, you know, no, and he chose to study that still, on the premise na gusto lang niya makapunta sa Australia a lot quicker, I mean, by all means, that's fine. Um, you know, no, para lang, you know, no, pero dahil nag-engage siya sa migration agent, he knows na kahit walang PR pathway yung leadership or whatever management course na kinukuha niya, qualified na siya to become a PR just by having his qualifications back home. No. And the only reason kung bakit siya nag-aral sa Australia is gusto lang niya makasama agad yung family niya dahil siya lang yung naiwan sa Pilipinas. Siya lang yung ano, ano, remaining child na naiwan dahil overage na siya nung you know, na-qualify na for PR yung kanyang parents and hindi siya nakasama. Uh, gusto niya makasama. So, you know, that's one sample ng circumstance na, you know, people might think, ay, kilala ko si, si Juan. Nag-aral na siya ng leadership a few years back. Ngayon, PR na. So, they might think na, oy, pwede pala yun. So, that's not understanding the, ano, ano, the whole, ano, ano, um, details. They're just basically picking one information and thinking, ay, leadership siya, naging PR siya. Ibig sabihin, pag nag-aaral ang leadership, magiging PR din ako. 
that's not always you know, um, the case. You need to know the details. So the only person um, qualified to give you migration advice is yung registered migration agents. No? So to save money and most especially to save time, it's better to, you know, no, um, go directly sa ano no mga registered migration agents. <laughs> Thank you for that. Kasi ang daming ano eh, uh, ano ibig sabihin nun? Sa, sa mga pinamaraming may alam? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, oh, um, I mean kasi siguro dahil ano rin sa personality ng mga Pilipino na, you know, you want to help out your fellow kababayan without really understanding na it's a double-edged sword na uh, na although some people you know genuine talaga yung in, in, um, na gusto mo makatulong not realizing na you're doing that person more harm than help no dahil um yeah it's not getting proper advice and, and stuff no similar din sa health natin no um kung you know no uh, meron ka nararamdaman masama i mean hindi ka pupunta doon sa ano no sa matanda sa barrio uh, you know to ask help Uh, sa experience ano ba nangyari dito I mean you go to the professionals no um, and you have to go to the right professional so meaning you know no kung may problema ka sa mata I mean hindi ka pupunta sa ano no sa different specialist pupunta ka talaga sa specialist sa mata kasi other doctors um, you know hindi sila special sa mata they can provide you know, na generic something advice pero i-refer ka pa rin sa specialist because that's out of their scope. So similar din sa situation no. Ang plano mo talaga maging PR sa Australia hindi lang ano no um pag-aaral yung talagang primary goal mo. So um you know, you, you should be engaging a migration agent too to make sure na you've covered all all aspects no. So sa sa masalitat, ibig sabihin short is dapat Bago ka pumunta sa pathway na ito, kailangan mong say mag-research ka talaga kung ito ba talaga yung pathway mo. Unlike, kasi alam mo, maraming marami rin ako nakikita sa mga ating mga Filipino community sa sa mga mm-hmm. group as well na nahihirapan sila, akala nila napakadali ang pagiging student kasi mm-hmm. you sacrifice everything outside mula sa Pinas dito, wala kang katulong. Kung sa Pinas, meron kang katulong, meron kang mga yaya or anything. Pagdating dito, solo ka and then hindi mo, ang mong problema rin kasi mag-iisip ka ng mga tirahan mo, sino mga kasama mo. So it's not, it's not easy. So kailangan mag-research. Sabi mo nga, kailangan mag-research ka bago ka sumalta dito. At That's isa- right. Oh, tama. Tama ka doon. No? Uh, actually, as part of my ano, no, um, procedure, no? hindi lahat ng student na ano na um, applicants na lumalapit sa akin is tinatanggap ko no uh, first pag may lumapit sa akin gusto mag-aral sa Australia ang um, una ko lagi sinasabi is committed ka ba no because um you know um malaking adjustment din no malaking adjustment pagdating mo sa Australia um madami requirements pag apply ng visa application so it's not an easy sort of uh you know no um program to do yeah there's lots of you know no, um research that the student has to do even before lodging the application now ito yung medyo ano no um i mean 
sad that's been happening ano no even ano no blatantly na nangyayari na ngayon sa community natin na even sa Facebook nagpo-post sila na you know they're proud na posting these kinds of services and even some students are proud to say na you know no they've you know no um you know no um sort of uh, ask those services um uh, what i mean is yung mga education age ano no i mean they're not really registered education agents just you know no um um people na recruiting Filipinos to study in Australia na sila mismo yung gumagawa ng GTE ng student, sila mismo yung gumagawa ng paperwork and some even provides you know, no, fraudulent papers para lang mailusot si student sa visa. Um, and some of them um, you know, might not even charge fees for their services um, and I mean because they you know, no, um, receive commissions from the school. So, which is not a bad thing, no? which is not bad practice, pero you have to think, no? you also have to check sa company, I mean, sino yung priority nila? Um, ikaw pa rin ba yung priority nila as an applicant? Or ang priority nila yung commission sa school? Because if ang priority nila is yung commission pa rin sa school, meaning, you know, no, um, they'll do anything para maipasa ka lang sa sa visa and some of them yeah nagpo-provide ng fake papers sila mismo yung gumagawa ng GT statement ng student basically si student applicant ang gagawin lang magbabayad lang ng pera uh, or something or magpo-provide lang ng papers bahala na si si education agent lahat no um, which is pag nakalusot si visa na approve si visa pagdating ni student sa school at sa Australia no and nagreport sa school dumating na yung mga tuition fees dumating na yung mga bills and everything um bigla siyang you know na nagrereklamo uh, na ay sobrang hirap pala dito sa Australia hindi ko alam na ganito pala yung gastos dito hindi ko alam na ganito pala kahirap magwork ito hindi ko alam na ganito din pala yung kikitain ko or, or something you know um madaming laging ano na um para na caught off guard um and that's because na you know no um, most of these people not not all no um pero a lot of them um they didn't do their own gt statement they didn't do due diligence to research what is it like you know no sa course paano yung payment terms paano yung you know no living dito magkano yung rental fee magkano yung groceries how much are these you know no so that they can figure out um how much money they're you know no they need to bring with them or as a reserve, no, how much money do they need to to have bago sila mag-travel dito. So, parang, ano, no, um, bahala na si, yung, ano natin, no, yung parang, um, sa culture din natin na basta makarating ako, bahala na bukas, no, kung ano man ang mangyari. And fortunately, um, sa Australia, you know, it's not like the Philippines na kung walang-wala ka, you always have family members to back you up. Pagdating sa Australia, you're on your own. So, if you don't have cash flow coming in or you don't have enough money reserve, yeah, that's where, you know, no, um, a lot of our kababayans are, are struggling, no, na naubusan sila ng cash and everything and, yeah, they're just having, um, you know, no, emotional and, and you know, no, um, breakdowns. Um, dahil wala rin silang support group na yung family na sa Pilipinas lahat and yung pressure sa mga Pilipino na yung iba pinangutang pa ng magulang para makapag-aral dito 
and they didn't do their due diligence na mag-research. So when they arrive here, yeah, they're, they're, most of them are caught off guard. No? Uh, yun, nahihirapan tuloy sila. Um, which is a reality that's been happening now. You know, um, and they think na pati yung iba na nakalusot ng visa application na gumamit ng GTE writers, you know, no? or nag-provide the fraudulent uh, paperworks either coming from employers or from school, um, thinking na, uy, nakalusot ako, makakalusot ka rin. Um, you know, ginamit ko tong GTE writer na to, ginamit ko tong company na to, and they provided everything. They work out everything para may lusot yung visa ko. Um, and naka-approve nga, nakarating ng Australia. So, tuloy-tuloy lang yung ano, no? um, yung yung business or yung, you know, yung modus na yun. And ang nagiging epekto nun, tuloy, is yun nga, pagdating ng students Australia, um, naiipit sila, ano, ano, um, staff, no. And yung mga epekto naman nito, doon sa mga kababayan natin plano palang mag-apply ng visa, sooner or later, immigration will catch up kung ano yung nangyayari sa, ano, ano, sa mga applications no or sa mga current visa um nasa Australia. So, chine-check nila statistics kung yun ano um sino yung mga students na approve na nandito na sa Australia, mga umuuwi or nagbi-bridge ng visa condition or yun ano um anong klaseng bridge ng visa condition uh, hindi pumapasok sa school or nag-work ng sobra-sobra or nag-under the table na cash on hand na payment which is also ano na, hindi man inigal ang cash on hand na bayad as long as it's been declared to um, ATO. Pero um, nangyayari kasi talaga, kaya gusto ang cash on hand para undeclared income. Um, so ngayon, um, nagka-catch up na yung immigration. Nalaman na nila yung about sa mga um you know no, students talaga na ang main driving criteria nila to come to Australia is not to study but to work. So naghihigpit na tuloy sila no. Um naghihigpit na sila sa mga systems na to. There was a time um you know no, several months back na all applications coming from two states in a certain country are plainly rejected no. Hindi na sila tumatanggap um uh, ng applications coming from those two states um only because sobrang rampant ng pandaraya. So kahit yung mga genuine students coming from those areas are affected. No, hindi na tuloy sila makapag ano ano makapag-apply ng uh, visa nila because sobrang rampant ng karamihan na nandadaya. Ngayon, um you know, no, uh, recently there's been lots of um request um for you know section 56 na request for further information coming from you know um Filipino applicants na ang hinahanap na ngayon is um financial ano no um evidence of financial capacity at saka yung pinapa-verify na nila yung mga qualification na papers so you'll have to ask na bakit you know no bakit all of a sudden you know no um biglang i-request sa community natin tong mga um gantong requirements where in the past hindi naman siya kailangan no hindi siya hinahanap 
bakit ngayon nagiging so frequent yung ganitong request and yeah you just have to ano na um you know na uh, consider na immigration tries to catch up with the latest trend no kung ano man yung nangyayari na mga kababalaghan na diskarte ng mga um, applicants you know um, they try to catch up so ibig sabihin naging aware na sa si immigration na maraming Pilipino na dinadaya yung papeles sa school. Um, and maraming Pilipino na nag-apply ng student visa hindi para mag-aral, kundi para lang magtrabaho. And you can attest to here na you know, a lot of student visa holders in Australia even posting in social media na you know, no, um, I have to send money back home to support my family, all those sort of stuff. I mean... You have obligations. Yeah, I mean, understand that. No, may obligations kind of everything. Pero it would be really, really hard for a student visa holder, given the limited work rights, to support families back home. It's yeah. It's I would think na talagang you know. I mean, it's gonna be really difficult because um, bayad sa tuition fees, bayad sa living expenses nila dito. I mean, that should be basically parang break even lang in most cases eh. pero what's been happening right now is in most situations na ito sa social media they're even struggling to ano no make ends meet um to comply with their obligations in Australia yung mga bills sa Australia at the same time pati yung payments sa school so what more kung meron ka pang family uh, back home na you're supporting so ibig sabihin um you know no most likely, ang um, priority mo talaga is to work. Kasi you have family to support and everything. Um, so, yun. Um, naging may fit si immigration na you need to provide financial ano, no, um, capacity no, na evidence. Um, so, ngayon, um, financial evidence, um, there are several ways to, you know, no, to showcase that. Um, either si parents mo or yung partner mo is, is you know, uh, may income, pwedeng business or employment na medyo malaki na pasok doon sa criteria ng immigration. Alternatively, um, kung meron kayong cash, credit card na may ano, allowed, ano, ano, credit na capacity pa sa card mo plus any cash sort of uh, sa deposit sa bank, you can also use that as a financial evidence. Uh, you can also see na bakit yung immigration minsan hinahanap yung 3 months bank statement. Um, under the legislation, uh, wala siya. Hindi siya requirement. So, ibig sabihin, um, under the law, kailangan mo lang patunayan sa immigration na mayroon kang kakayanahang uh, supportan yung financial mo. No? Um, pero hindi na kailangan yung 3 months, 6 months, o 1 year na bank statement. Pero sa policy, oh, pero sa policy, I mean, hinahanapan ng, maybe, ng case officer. Um, bakit, bakit ganun? Kasi nga nagiging rampant yung pandaraya. So they wanna check kung talaga bang capable si student. Kasi karamihan niya sa atin, nahihiramin lang, o pang-show money lang, after one month o two weeks or something, 
ibabalik na yung pera. So, in reality, wala pa rin pera si student. Pagdating na Australia, walang pera. Hindi alam na ganito pala yung cost of living dito. Hindi niya na-realize na ganito pala kamahal o ganito pala yung rental, ano, uh, weekly rates ng shared accommodation or mismong bahay. Hindi niya alam na pag nag-aral pala yung anak niya dito, ganito kalaki yung tuition fee. Kasi kasama niya yung buong family niya pagdating dito. And so many other things no, na dahil nagpagawa ng GTE sa iba. So, because wala siyang financial capacity, na naiintest lang either, you know, no, being exploited by, you know, no, um, yun nga yung mga, um, you know, no, um, just sa mga industries na, you know, no, um, pangit, no, or being exploited by legitimate companies knowing na students sila and they will do everything just to make, you know, no, um, ends meet na kahit underpaid or kahit cash on hand, um, papatusin nila. Or minsan kahit unsafe work or something is papatusin nila. No? Kaya, yeah, kaya naghihipit na rin sa financial criteria because of that. No? Um, marami na nakarating sa immigration na you know, no, nagva-violate ng, ng work rights. And I would think, you know, no, marami rin, you know, or maybe there's a, several, um, you know, no, students na umuwi sa Pilipinas dahil hindi na nakayanan yung expenses dito. And immigration, um, kinocompile ang lahat nila yung evidences na yun, no? or yung current trends. The other thing na isang major change then is pinapacertify na yung qualifications sa school. Um, yeah, so, you know, no, um, it's the first time na nangyari to. Um, I always tell my clients, even in and out from the start, na immigration doesn't require authenticated documents. They just want a good quality scan of original documents. So dapat, ang documents mo, i-scan mo yung original mismo. Hindi pwede yung printout ang i-scan mo. Kailangan yung original document. Kailangan magandang quality ang scan. Kasi ang ginagawa ng immigration, they just zoom in or check any tampering sa document. So any tampering sa document, doon sila magre-request ng authenticated copies. Pero instead of asking a few about authenticated copies, ginawang blanket yata na ano, ano, ang dami ng um, hinahanapan ng CAV na you know, ano, kailangan certified in certain way na acceptable sa immigration. So that's a response from immigration um, most likely because of you know na um, rampant na ano na um, providing na ano fraudulent documents and i've also ano na experience in the past na may lumapit sa akin um applicant uh, you know na um na refuse ng visa in the past and nag-provide siya ng fraudulent papers. And when I looked at his refusal letter, ang sinabi lang sa refusal letter is immigration is concerned about yung genuineness na um, student ka lang sa Australia and temporary ka lang mag-stay sa Australia na hindi ka babalik sa Philippines or aalis ng Australia kapag natapos mo yung course mo. So, sinabi ko sa kanya noon, is, you know, no, you're lucky 
hindi um, PIC 4020 yung binigay sa'yo. Now, PIC 4020 is something na um, binibigay sa mga applicants na nag-provide ng peking papeles or nag-provide ng misleading information. So, bukod sa refusal, meron ka pang exclusion period. Ibig sabihin, blacklisted, no? In, no, no, yung mga term natin sa mga Pinas. So, mm-hmm. sasabihin nila, pwede kang blacklisted depende sa severity ng fraudulent papers. Pero as a standard, normally three, three years siya. Pero kapag nagkaroon ka ng peak 4020 na issue, no? at na-blacklist ka for 3 years, sabi ng immigration, no? after 3 years, pwede ka mag-apply ng visa. Again. Pero that doesn't mean na ma-approve siya. Dahil nasa record na siya, na nandaya ka before. So the next time na legally allowed ka na mag-apply ng visa, they will heavily scrutinize it. And believe me, uh, they will you know, no, find reasons every single time to refuse the application. And kung ang um, plano mo pa rin is mag-apply ng student, ngayon, ang student is one of the visa applications na mahirap um, you know, uh, maaprobahan because um, hindi siya black and white. No. Hindi siya katulad ng skilled migrant na may pasa mo to, may pasa mo to, may pasa mo to, take mo to, take mo yan, okay, granted ang visa mo. You know, no. Um, it's it's either black and white, no. Um, either you pass or you fail. Pagdating sa student visa, you have to convince the case officer, no. Um, yung tawag ito, um, pagiging genuine na student mo. Pag hindi mo na convince the case officer, pwede mo sabing may sampung million ka sa bangko, you know, no. May business kayo ng family mo. Um, may iwan yung misis at mga anak mo sa Philippines, stuff like that. Pero kung hindi mo pa rin makonvince yung case officer mo, I mean, nasabihin niya pa rin, um, you know, no, ito yung favorite line ng mga, ano yun, ng mga case officer. Um, I acknowledge that you have this, you have that, however, I put little weight on it. No, Ibig sabihin, okay, naniniwala ako sa'yo, Meron kang 10 million, meron kang business, meron kang pamilya na may iwan sa Pilipinas. Pero hindi pa rin siya sapat para makonvince ako. And because of the opinion ng case officer, that makes the application really hard, no? Kasi hindi siya hindi siya black and white, eh, no? Na pwedeng, pag na-provide mo to, dapat approved na. Hindi. Kailangan makonvince mo siya. E, every person is different, no? Every people is unique, no? Um, so, although may guidelines sila and everything, pero a lot of those powers still comes from the case officer na you have to convince them. Uh, right now, yung convincing part na yon is not in the favor of our community dahil nga doon sa mga rampant na, you know, na people providing fraudulent papers, people asking, I don't know, um, GTE writers to write their statements and people who arrive in Australia na priority lang talaga nila is mag-work, not really to study. So, because of those ano, ano, um, past na events, it's affecting yung mga future prospects na you know, ano, uh, nag-apply. So, kaya, like na sabi sa mga ating mga kababayan, kung qualified ka mag-apply ng visa, it's when is the best time to apply? I mean, the best time to apply is as soon as you become eligible. 
don't you know um don't you know um, put it na you know after two years after two years ipon pa ako ng pera or stuff like that because every single year every you know um period that comes along um uh, lalo humihigpit ang immigration lalo siyang nagiging stringent lalo siyang nagiging more expensive um bakit lalo humihirap kasi nga um uh, every time na mag-engage yung immigration ng bagong rule mga kababayan natin na or other communities no um nakagawa ng loophole gumagawa lang ng loophole no um, na stuff like that no kaya yon um nagka-catch up ang immigration ina-apply sa future applicants and one of the other issues na naririnig ko rin sa social media na babasa ko ano is sabi nila um uh, nagkikipit na rin tumaas na yung show money um ngayon yung part na yon um it's not really reflective of the you know no, um yung mga fraudulent things that's been happening in the past um it's just immigration um updating lang yung ano no yung amount para sa ano no living expenses kasi nga naman i mean tumataas yung expenses sa Australia inflation I mean, that's right anywhere in the world naman tumataas pero hindi na update yung batas to reflect those ano no increase so kaya lang ano no um hindi lang siya na update yearly uh, i think 2019-2018 pa yung last na update niya um and some people you know bigla nagulat na you know but bigla tumaas yung required ano no living expenses kasi napasabay lang siya doon sa you know no yung sa authentication ng documents uh, which is because madami na nagpa-provide ng fraudulent papers pero yung amount sa living expenses that's a legislative requirement no so hindi siya hindi siya naisipan lang ng case officer no na ah, para sa iyo gusto ko 10,000 dollars provide mo show money hindi ganoon no para sa kanya gusto ko mag-provide ka ng 35,000 dollars na uh, financial capacity um, hindi ganoon no nasa nasa batas yon kung magkano yung kailangan um, hanapin na financial evidence sa inyo so and in update lang yung li, ano no living expenses to reflect yung current na ano no situation pero everything else stays the same actually um common misconception then laging sinasabi ng ano no ina-advertise by other people um aral kayo sa amin ako mag-handle ng visa application mo no show money no financial evidence no english test um that's actually misleading no um that's not the case um what's actually happening is you know no um by law required ang financial evidence as a batasyon requirement siya para ma-approve ang student visa same thing din sa english requirement no kailangan yon para ma-approve yung visa pero by policy ng immigration bine-waive nila yung criteria na yon kumpara sa no sabi ng immigration nasa batas to pero dahil kami naman ang magdedesisyon okay we'll look the other way hindi mo na kailangan i-provide yan ito lang ay provide mo 
aprobahan uh, na namin yung application mo. This is how immigration is supposed to be, you know, no, um, handle yung load case sa student visas because yung mga low risk na applications sometimes they get auto grant, no, as soon as they launch the application, the application gets approved. Some of those na medium risk, merong evidence na nakalain provide uh, the requirements hindi na kailangan like yung show money ano or financial evidence at saka yung English test. Ngayon, sa mga high-risk applications, doon na siya nagiging mandatory. Um, right now, um, yung Philippines is still classified under this medium no, na category no, na supposed to be hindi mandatory yung show money and um, you know, no, uh, yung financial evidence sa yung English test by law no, on, and policy. Um, pero ang dami na ngayong nagre-request na case officers sa mga Filipino applicants. Um, so bakit bakit ganon? Um, it's probably because na yung policy na level to yung Philippines, ang tinitingnan lang doon is yung mga refusal rate in the past. Um, hindi reflective doon yung mga Pilipino na you know na um, nandito na sa Australia and everything na they see information na you know struggling um, financially or, or stuff no or they found out na you know na um, it's been happening na marami nang daya ng papers no and dahil approved na yung visa or something or they don't have capability or capacity to execute na mag-cancel ng visa sa lahat ng every single person na nagganon. Um, the immigration just chose na, okay, let, let those people slide, pero the next set of people that comes in, we're gonna be more strict about them. So, yun yung nangyari, no? And reminder ko rin, no, na, I mean, marami tayong kababayan na nagyayabang pa sa Facebook na, you know, no, um, nakalusot ako, nakaganyan ako, ginawa ko ito, ginanan. Um, not thinking na student visa applications pa lang kayo ngayon. No? And they feel, akala nila, tapos na yung um, journey nila. Correct. There's still heaps of visa applications coming in the future. And if immigration finds out na nag-post ka na sinabi mo uh, you you know, fake your papers or you used a GTE writer to to do your application, wala kang ginawa, yayabangan mo pa na, uy, wala kang ginawa, um, three weeks lang, four weeks lang, approve na yung visa ko, nag-papers lang, nag-pasa lang ako ng papeles, agency ko na gumawa lahat. Um, now, the next time you apply for a visa, I mean, that's gonna be heavily scrutinized. And that's the time that they can even bring up na sabi nila, oh, we've received information, adverse information about you. Uh, can you please comment? So, you'll still be given, uh, you know, no, um, sort of, uh, you know, no, um, chance to, you know, no, um, defend yourself. Um, Nakaka-asaw lang doon. Pag nagsabi yung immigration ng ganyan, hindi nila sinasabi yung details Parang sasabihin niya sa'yo, uh, Miko, minalaman ako tungkol sa'yo. Pwede mo ba ipaliwanag yung nalaman ko? Um, <laughs> pero, hindi sasabihin ko na yung nalaman mo. No? 
hindi niya sasabihin ko na yung nalaman ng immigration. So, we're gonna start panicking and, you know, um, yeah, trying to figure out na alin kaya doon yung nalaman ng immigration. So, and if hindi ka compliant sa mula nang nag-apply ka ng visa and habang nasa Australia ka, I mean, it's gonna be really hard for you to figure out kung ano yung alam ng immigration. No? Uh, if you don't come clean, Um, that's gonna be more troublesome for you. Pero if you come clean, I mean, there's no guarantee that they will forgive you. No, um, you will still be, you know, no, either ma refuse, ma cancel, or whatever. Pero it doesn't guarantee na, you know, if you come clean, patatawarin ka. Okay, no harm done, pam. No, no. Uh, that's that's not how mostly it works, no. So, you know, yun yung nangyayari sa ano no, sa mga student visa ngayon. Um, so, talagang ang reminder ko lang sa mga mag-apply ng student visa is in you know, 80% you have to do your part, no. Um, that will come from you. Hindi pwedeng ibang tao magra-write ng GTE, hindi pwedeng ibang tao magre-research on your behalf. Hindi pwedeng ibang tao pipiliin ng course sa'yo, magde-decide ng course sa'yo, ng school and everything. Um, side namin, we just provide recommendations. no We will, you know, like on my practice, on my business, we provide guidelines, we provide, you know, no, uh, a format where the student can follow. Magbibigay kami ng mga topics, o oh, pwede mo consider to, pwede mo consider yan. Just choose whatever is applicable to your case. And I also interview yung ano ano uh, mga clients na yun ano um start to find out kung ano yung background nila um kasi para makustom tailor yung GT statement nila and uh, on our part we just review the GT statement no we provide guidelines and everything and then we review it before we submit it and um you know no at the end of the day um, as migration agent. Um, I can only advise clients. Hindi ako yung decision maker. So whether I'm happy or I'm not happy with the GT statement, I will still do the client. Um, you need to update this, you need to update that, or you know, I'm still not happy with how you wrote this. You need more time to research more on this aspect and try to elaborate it. And sometimes yung mga students, napo-frustrate. Sabi nila, ah, you know, yung kaibigan ko, agent niya yung gumawa. Yung kaibigan ko, um, sila na yung gumawa, yung company na yung gumawa. Bakit hindi nyo gawin? So, ang um, nangyayari, nagiging norm na yung mga maling bagay because nagiging rampant na siya. Na yung tama dapat is parang nagiging mali sa mga kababayan natin only because akala nila allowed yon dahil it's becoming too rampant, no? And like I mentioned earlier, I mean, they've been boasting sa social media na, you know, na they were able to do this, they were able to do that. So, um, ang epekto tuloy, yeah, I mean, nag-ihipit tuloy sa mga subsequent na applications. And there is also a talk na hindi nangyari, no? I think mangyayari probably soon, is they're saying they're going to scrap the GTE statement. Um, they're gonna scrap it. Mm-hmm. Um, What I've read no, and been you know, no, um, informed is they're going to replace it na parang, you know, na, um, exam. 
examination something or um interview no or can be both no interview and examination ngayon sa dami ng student visa applications i don't know how they're gonna make that feasible no yung interview component um pero yung interview na yun, i mean yeah so either mga random questions about qualifications and everything um just to see whether you're a genuine student or not so whether that will happen or not yeah we, we don't know no kasi to be honest i even don't know kung paano nila i-implement yon na you know no every single applicant will be interviewed or something um yeah so yeah. ilang beses mo nang binanggit yung GTE statement so sa mga nanonood at nakikinig din sa podcast um yeah. ano ba yon <laughs> so yeah. Um, GTE statement stands for Genuine Temporary Entrant. So basically, um, because student visa is meant to be a temporary visa, uh, at ang premises mag-aaral ka and babalik ka sa kung saan man. No? Kung you wanna go back to your home country or you wanna go to a third country to work there or live there. No? Um, so GTE, Genuine Temporary Entrant, in purpose known is to check ng ano na ma-check ng case officers kung nagmamatch ba lahat ng circumstances mo ng background mo sa gusto mong aralin sa Australia so lahat tinitingnan no lahat ng aspect so like sa sabi sa mga kliyente ko um you know no sa GTE uh, statement we have to convince the case officer ano no sa nang two things no una we have to convince yung case officer through sa statement mo na totoong estudyante ka you know no although may trabaho na rights yung student visa magtatrabaho sa Australia maggagala sa Australia no magiging sa Instagram ka magiging you know no um streamer or nauuso na ngayon mga ano yan um creators something ang um, tawag uh, ang dami ng mga student visa ganoon that's fine, you know, no. Sa immigration, walang problema doon. Um, you know, um, that's provided. Pero dapat, convince mo kami na ang priority mo is to study. No, to study. Um, pangalawa, you know, no. Kung na-convince mo na ako, okay, genuine na student ka, ano yung probability mag-sway ka doon sa visa conditions mo, no? Um, magiging compliant ka ba throughout your stay in Australia? or matetem ka na mag-overwork, mag-TNT, you know, no? or maging character issue, you know, no? yung mga ganong bagay. Um, yan yung pangalawang aspect na kailangan natin patunayan sa statement mo, no? sa GTE statement. So, um, pag nagawa mo yung dalawang bagay na yun, pag nasagot mo yung dalawang questions na yun, uh, ano, malaki yung chance na makukonvince natin si case officer no um so and like all people no um kailangan natin i-back up siya ng supporting evidence no hindi mo pwedeng sabihin sa kakasama mo kanino man na oy pautang ako isang million next month babayaran kita dalawang million um you know and then by just by that no um walang maniniwala sa iyo no um Pero kung i-detail mo yun, no, i-detail mo, breakdown mo something, 
um, you might be able to convince um, some people, oh, possibly pala siya or something, no? Kasi binirake down mo siya. Same thing with case officers, no? Hindi enough na sabihin mo si case officer na, oy, um, yun ano, ang tatay ko nasa Dubai, susunod ako sa Dubai pagkatapos ko ng course, o yung tatay ko nagtatrabaho sa cruise ship, ipapasok niya ako sa trabaho pagkatapos ko yung cookery course, yung mga ganyan bagay. Pero kung wala kang pinrovide na papers doon, I mean, um, you know, um, sinabi mo lang siya. So, pwedeng maniwala o hindi maniwala si case officer. Um, pero si case officer, hindi niya sasabihin, hindi siya naniniwala. Lagi na niya sasabihin, you know, no, I put little white. No? I acknowledge na totoo yan, na hindi ka nagsisinungaling, na to offend you, pero I put little weight. So, ibig sabihin, hindi mo siya na-convince. No? And you need to put yourself on the side of the you know, decision maker and see yourself na kapag ba sinabi ko to, that should be enough na uh, you know, um, to convince the case officer. So, so you know, um, that, that very important ang GT statement. I normally tell, um, you know, no, to my clients na yun yung pinaka-wild card natin, no? Kasi yun yung magdo-door, ano, no, uh, dahil sa application natin. You can have 10 million dollars sa financial evidence mo, pero kung mahina yung GTE mo, I mean, they might still refuse your application, no? Um... So, so yan, yeah, no? yun yung uh, sa GTE, GTE pinakamalaga, no? uh, yan, possibly mas crap, pero possibility na mas crap siya, I think at this stage is unlikely, no? Mm-hmm. So, I don't really know how, paano nila, ano yung i-replace nilang, ano daw, no? um, measure. Measure. Yeah, measure. Yeah. Salamat dyan sa, sa pag-explain na yan. So, So, nililinaw natin sa sa programa natin sa Explain Why podcast, we just do explanation. Hindi kami, hindi ako against a student visa or anything. We just want to tell you sa mga audience natin, sa mga listener as well, na ganito yung mga nangyayari. That's why we have an immigration expert na si Herbert Legaspi ng HL Migration to explain to us kung ano talaga yung mga nangyayari, ano yung ginagawa ng government. So, in the lighter note, so sa last question ko, before we wrap, we wrap up natin yung ating programa, uh, Herbert, ano naman yeah. itong pumunta si Prime Minister of uh, mm. sa Pilipinas? It's regarding sa Memorandum of Understanding about yung establishment ng work holiday visa application sa mga, sa mga Pilipino to go sa, sa Australia. Ano? Anong maganda ba ito sa ating mga kababayan? Anong epekto nito? Pag pag inopen to, I think it's gonna be opening ata in 2024 next year for work holiday visa. That's right. Um yeah, so yung work holiday visa is an arrangement between both countries na ang premise is magluluwag si Australia. Ngayon, yung partner country magluluwag ka rin para sa Australians. No. Um, it's a ano, no, um, side by side no? so most of the time kung sino anumang numbers yung i-allow ng Australia na makapasok dito yun din yung equivalent numbers ng mga Australians that can go to that particular country na maluwag no, na easily uh, I mean and yung news nga na yun I mean it's music to everyone no? uh, to hear that news because 
mas madali siya no um, you just need to be young you need to be college level or something um no um to qualify for that particular visa ngayon um tinaon din siya ng time na pumunta nga yung prime minister ng Australia sa Pilipinas um opinion ko doon is it's more so on politics no um not really to benefit the people but to benefit the politicians um kasi if you most of these things kasi maraming situations na ganito na nangyayari na in the past eh, no na parang it creates so much noise pero once they put it down to the law kung maging batas man siya no um ang daming ang daming ifs ang daming conditions so um magandang pakinggan ng una similar with working holiday visas um, pero yung number na sinabi ng immigration na i-allow nila for student ah, for working holiday visas for Filipinos ay 200 lang per year so like I mentioned earlier it's supposed to be mutual no? so ibig sabihin Australia mag-allow kami ng 200 working holidays na Filipinos and then, ang Pilipinas, most likely, ang rule din nila doon is 200 din na Australians ang pwedeng pumasok sa Pilipinas at magtrabaho. And, I mean, I've been going back sa country natin ano, no, um, every year, no, several times a year. Um, and, yeah, I'm seeing na, you know, no, marami ng expat, maraming Australian industries are setting up businesses in the Philippines. So, ano itong mga businesses na to? Those are accounting firms, engineering firms, you know, no, IT firms, or yung mga no, no, um, other support groups, no, yung mga BPO industries, um, sineset up ng mga Australians yan. At karamihan sa kanila, yung mga top position or other senior or junior um, roles nila doon, na team head or something, are Australians. Um, so, Kaya naisipan malamang ni Albanese no, na you know, mag, mag-offer ng working holiday sa Philippines because you know, marami ng Australians ang napunta doon. Pero hindi pa ganun karami ang volume. So depende na sa Philippine side natin if we can negotiate a bigger volume because 200 per year you know, no, is roughly about 16, 17 person per month lang ang pwedeng i-grant na working holiday sa mga Pilipino kada buwan. So sa labing pito na yun, labing anim na visa grant per month, I mean, um, I'm expecting na baka thousands yung mag apply pero only 16 per month ang mag-a-grant. Um, so hindi, yeah, hindi siya ganun kadami. Um, and Dahil konti lang yung slots, most likely sa exceptional few na maganda talaga yung ano, no, accolades na, ano, no, na staff, um, doon lang siya most likely mabibigay. No? Um, hindi hindi doon sa mga other applicants. And the frustrating part of it is uh, working holiday visa is not an invitation type of a visa. Meaning hindi siya katulad skilled migrant na before you pay immigration with your fees, you need to be a way to be invited to apply for a visa. 
Um, so, sa supporting holiday visa, babayaran mo na yung government at maglalage ka ng application. Pero, I mean, that application can be forever na no? naghihintay ka. Wala pa rin outcome o something. Kasi you may you may fit doon sa criteria ng immigration para mag-grant ang visa, pero ayaw niya i-grant sa'yo. Kasi nga, limited lang yung slots. They're waiting for certain applicants na mag-limit sa gusto nilang industry na pumasok. For example, kailangan nila ng maraming nurse for this particular time. I mean, I would think na yung working holiday visa would be given to those specific ano, no, occupations. Or kailangan nila ng teacher this particular time. I mean, teachers lang muna i-accept namin, mamimili kami ng mga sa pool na yon na pasok dun sa sa background yun. That's how I think how it will ano, no, uh, pan out. So, hindi siya madaling visa application and I wouldn't really rely uh, doon sa sa visa category na yun no? na yun yung target ng mga kababayan natin. Thank you so much for that, uh, Herbert. So, na, so sana sa ating mga listeners, mga audience na ngayon ay marami kayo natutunan. So, it's almost an hour yung pinag-uusapan natin about Uh, so, hopefully, may meron kayong mapulot sa mga pinag-uusapan namin at uh, yeah, itatak sa inyong isip pa kung yung kumagay student. Wala kaming against sa student visa. so But we need to l- learn, research bago mo applyan ito. So, sa ating mga kababayan... Um, Herbert, in case na kailangan nilang kontakin ka for any any advice, paano paano ka nila ma-contact? Yeah, sure na. No. Um, yeah, salamat na Miko. Um, I have an office here in Adelaide na no? um semana para just 40 kilometers north of Adelaide and we also have an office sa Ortigas Center. Um, uh, we're located sa Philippines on West Podium Tower, um 26th floor. So, it's a short walk behind SMA Kamalang. Very convenient. And merong mall sa baba, no? yung podium mall. Um, so, yeah, it's very, very nice place to ano, no, to, to go to. And if you need assistance, you can you know, no, um, book an appointment or inform us that you want to have a visit para may schedule ng tama and we make sure na we can allocate time to meet you. Um, dito sa Australia, um, you can also contact me through my email and my Facebook page. So, ang email address ko is visa at hlmigration.com.au at sa Facebook naman, you know, no, ang Facebook page ko is facebook.com yeah, forward slash hlmigration. So, um, you know, you can send us a message through Facebook or you can flick us an email. Um, for inquiries on first skilled visa or student visa, you can just mention that on your email and kindly include lang yung resume nyo and your passport na. Um, so resume just to ma-identify kayong background mo and to provide some initial assessment kung anong suitable na visa sa'yo before we go to a more in-depth um, you know, communication. Um, passport, I normally require passport. It's just to make sure na I'm dealing with the actual person na. No? para iwas scam din tayo no kasi minsan alam niyo na um yeah, a lot of you know, um, unsolicited you know sort of uh, calls or emails that I've been receiving so often um so I want to make sure na you know na, um, I'm really talking to the real person 
Thank you so much, Herbert. So sa lahat, lahat ng mga li- ilalagay natin lahat ng mga links sa show notes ng podcast at sa uso sa video as well. Lahat sa description nalagay natin yan so that you can contact Herbert um, Legaspi sa HL Migration. Ano ano yung parting words mo sa ating mga kababayan na gusto right. pumunta sa Australia? Right. Okay. Na. Salamat, amigo. Uh, yeah. Parting words is, you know, um, yeah, do um, proper research. Um, ask f- to the right persons. No? Um, make sure na you approach yung correct people and stuff, you know, uh, like registered migration agents and do ample research. If you're not, you know, na, um, satisfied from what you heard from one migration agent, it's fine to ask a second opinion. No, Same thing with doctors. And yeah, before, you know, I mean, immigration South Australia is really, really expensive. Um, you know, um, so much time, so much effort, so much money, um, you know, na investment ito. And it's for your family and yourself na, na no future nyo. So yeah, take take appropriate time to do those things, no? Um, research, ask the right persons before you know before jumping ano no to to decisions and everything no para you get the best informed ano no um um just na tawag ito consultations and everything para you know to guide you na tama talaga yung ginagawa niyo moving forward thank you thank you thank- Thank you so much, uh, Herbert, for that w- word. Uh, so, sa mga maraming salamat, uh, mm-hmm. Herbert. Okay, so, ayan, isa na naman pong episode natin ng uh, Explain Why. Uh, sanay na tutunan ninyo yung explanation namin about sa education visa, sa student visa na piniluwaran ni Herbert. At also, ta- yung tama, mag-research ka, ito ba yung tamang visa for you? Or uh, sa, sa Australia naman, maraming mga Filipino community na pwedeng tumulong sa inyo if you need help. Pero before you do it, so kailangan mag-research muna kayo. So maraming salamat sa pananood at sa pakikinig ng Explain Why. See you again next week. So Friday today, Friday the 13 So happy weekend and see you next week sa isa na namang magandang topic na ating pagtutuunan. Salamat sa inyong lahat.